Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 230 today. And today's topic is BMF. We are going to recap the season finale titled New Beginnings. We made it through season two. So before we even go forward, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in each week of these 10 weeks to recap BMF. I enjoyed it. I think it was a really, really solid season. And it's funny now that it ended and now Power Book 2 is starting up. And if y'all follow social media, you see Lil Meech. He always is going back and forth in a playful way. Of course, it's all fun and entertainment. But him and uh, Michael Rainey Jr., who plays Tariq, they are always going back and forth for who has the best show. And even... um, Lil Meech had talked to Big Meech over the phone and he put him, put him on speaker and Big Meech was saying why BMF was the best show over uh, Power Book 2. So, you know, just very entertaining, all fun and love. Shout out to the whole Greenlight gang, the stars, the power universe. I mean, everybody is doing an amazing job and I'm loving seeing all of these beautiful people on screen and coming back recapping, giving my review and opinion. And hopefully one day I make it a part of that green light gang with my uh, manuscript and my book I'm working on. I hope it lands in 50 hands somewhere. Okay. (laughs) But um, just shout out to the whole cast and crew. This season was amazing. Let's just give it up for Charles Flinnery, who really just stole the whole season. But I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and we're going to, you know, keep it up, and we'll see how Power Book 2 does, and then we'll compare who had the best season, okay? But um, as always, if you need to get in touch with me, my Facebook is Alicia Shanice. My Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews, and my email is Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me, and the descriptions of all of the um, social media platforms is in the description box as well. But you can get in touch with me if you have any recap requests for me to get out, with that being a TV show movie documentary music album or if you want to hit me up to shout out your business or brand or whatever you're working on whatever type of project you're working on all you got to do is hit me up I'll do all of those free of charge I don't charge to show love I love whom loves me and I show love to people who show love to me so if you have anything that you need me to shout out or just you know a recap request or if you just want to say what's up that's cool too that's how you contact me And don't forget, I have all of my music playlists um, on Spotify. It's exclusively on Spotify. So if you type in Shanice Loves, I know one um, profile, I mean, one playlist will populate. But if you just click on a picture profile, it'll take you to the rest of my playlist. And I have every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. So, you know, saying if you need some good music to jam to, just click on my playlist and I got you because I'm, you know, saying when it comes to the music, ain't nobody killing me with my music taste. Okay. So also, if you listen to my podcast on Spotify, can you click that follow button for me? Um, If you listen on Spotify, can you just please Please just click the little follow button, please. <laughs> but um, that's all I have. Um, I recap Snowfall. Make sure you check that out. I did uh, Bel Air, and I'm going to get Power Book 2 Ghost recap out either tonight or t- by the latest. It'll be tomorrow. Um, I watched it, and I have a lot to say. <laughs> but before I recap it, I kind of want to go back 
and watch the season finale of last season just because I had forgot something. And I'm, you know, when I come do my recaps, I like to be on point. So I'll get that out either tonight or tomorrow. But, you know, let's head in for 10 weeks of that. You know, as long as stars keeps giving us content, I'm going to have content, you know. So, you know, we do our thing over here and we, sh- we show love and support to everything 50 Cent does. Y'all know how I feel about 50 Cent. Check out my, um, tribute I did I did a tribute to 50 Cent on why I love his career I respect him so much so make sure you check that out as well I did that a while back but on that note I ran my mouth enough let's get into the show and let's talk BMF hey y'all it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in and check in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy, as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit tbookedit, T-B-B-O-O-K-E-D-I-T. Follow them on Instagram, on Instagram, or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. Hallelujah. One nation. 
y'all let's talk about it let's talk about it so i i thought this episode was solid i thought i thought it was solid um we had some emotional points um as always y'all know i got to do it y'all know i got to do it it opens with the story you're about to see is loosely based on truth some of the names characters businesses and events have been fictionalized for dramatic purposes but a lot of this shit may have actually happened and then of course we see the quote from t it reads let no man separate what we created terry southwest t flinnery so in this episode we got you know meach basically locking detroit down and, and and moving on to expand with leaving Terry the king of the D. And like like the the saying went, some of this stuff has been dramatic made for dramatic purposes. And and that's very much true. And I'm I'm gonna put my little input on those things that I know were definitely for dramatic dramatization. But you know, they have to do that. They have to do that. Um so it opens with uh we got young Meach T B Mickey. Uh, they running, show them running, you know, in for curfew before they got a whooping. Then, you know, as they get older, they're running from one time before they got locked up. And then it shows them running their own thing. And when they got in the game and they chasing down people who, who owed them money, you know, and it got uh, Terry narrating about, you know, how they came up and how they've been running their whole lives. So it cuts to the present day and they go to the car wash where, you know, they've been washing money at and it's all roped off and out comes bryant who is too damn happy to show meach monique's body so meach says he doesn't know her of course um but you could see the hurt in him he didn't want to even give bryant the <clears throat> you know what i'm saying let him know like yeah that was my baby mama i'm sure bryant pretty much knew but remember earlier in the season when bryant was arresting uh, or questioning denise and Monique went in there because she was a paralegal and she was just a representation for her. He didn't know who she was. So I didn't, I don't know if Meeks just didn't want to say something, but clearly, you know, his parents knew who she was and family did. It's just Brian didn't know that, you know, he was the father of her child, but he's hurt. He's hurt. And Brian, he, he just too happy to show him the body, you know? And, you know, he says that she was strangled and beaten and, and Meech is hurt. Meech is hurt. He walks off. And, you know, Terry, shallow ass. And I'm going to be on Terry. This uh, <laughs> this recap, I will be on Terry. I'm going to give y'all a warning now. So Terry is y'all favorite character. And I ain't talking about the real Southwest T because we know that the show is dramatized. It's dramatized. We know that. But I'm going to be on how Terry acted in this damn episode. I'm me on him. I'm going to let y'all know that right now. But we got Terry, shallow ass. He go over to Meech like he want to console him, but he talking about some Meech. I know Monique was a real one and all, but we got to focus on these keys coming in. You know, we, we can't worry about that. This is business. And I had to kind of like pause the TV when he said that. And I'm like, okay, so Meech should just, you know, just let it go. This is baby mama. 
And let Markeisha call you talking about she cut her finger. Your ass gonna go in a goddamn panic attack. Terry pissed me off this whole episode. I'm not gonna lie. So, Meech ain't trying to hear all that. I ain't trying to hear all that. And Meech was like, look what you talking about, bruh. He declares pay black on, on Crunchy, Lamar, okay? And I don't blame him. Lamar done went too far. And if y'all feel sorry for Lamar at the end, I don't know what to tell y'all, but just remember who what all Lamar has done, okay? And we're going to talk about Lamar. So we get back at the record store. Meech put the crew to work. He got to do, he going to LA to do a drop. You know, he tell B. Mickey what to do. And when B. Mickey walk out, Sterling, you know, he questions Meech like, why you, why we still letting B. Mickey in the crew? And Meech, you know, he puts him in his place, of course, letting him know, like, this is my business. I run it how I want. But to keep it all the way a bean, I ain't mad at Sterling for questioning um, Meech on B. Mickey. Because if you think about it, Sterling, you know, saying he combined his crew with BMF, but he still run his own soldiers. And he got rid of, uh, you know, the dude who was about to be a rapist in Atlanta, rightfully so. But, you know, he did it because of what Meech told him. And if he putting in all this work, and he is putting in work, him and his crew, you can't just be letting snitches in the crew who we know is snitches, even though they decided to, you know, go to the right road, who says that they might won't go back down that road. So, I wasn't mad at uh, Sterling for questioning Meech, you know, because he in the game too. So we go to the next scene. And what I tell y'all, as soon as Marquisha called Terry, she calls him. He goes running like Captain Kirk. Child, when he went running, <laughs> when he went running to Marquisha's house after she called him crying, I instantly thought of this song right here. Do y'all remember this song? like captain fucking kirk come to find out some dudes ran in markeisha crib because you know her man boom he locked up boom was in the gang boom oh niggas money the niggas then tied up markeisha the kids and terry run in there he get on that little knee he get the bowing down to the kids even though he ain't nothing but about maybe seven years older than these damn kids he like it's gonna be all right I love your mama. You know, I'm about to get us a house with a gate, with a dog, you know, a nice little car. We're going to be a big family, y'all. We're going to be a big family. And Markeisha like, Terry, you love me? I love you too. And the way how he looked and goddamn smiled, I said, you know what? Listen, listen, this is foolishness at this point. This is foolishness at this point. Listen, all right, Mr. Family Man, we see you, Terry. But 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 Meech just need to let let go of what happened to Miss Monique, right? Just just let it go. We we businessmen, you know what I'm saying. But if Marquisha call, you know all that business shit go out the window, you know. So anyway, 
we get into the next scene. And at the Flannery's, Nicole is so happy. You know, Nicole has been wanting to do so much, be a normal kid. And, you know, not saying that she wasn't able to, but due to their financial situation, she wasn't always able to attend field trips and everything. And then, you know, with them being strict in their religion, she wasn't able to participate in everything. But Mama, Mama Flannery got a brand new attitude. Nicole was working at the hair salon and now she wants to be a part of the hair war show. So Mama Flannery, you know, Mama Lucille, she agrees. She like, you know what? Go ahead, baby. And she like, for real? She like, as long as I get to go. So Nicole is so happy. And, you know, Mama Lucille just look tired. She look tired. She got a brand new attitude. Charles walk in. She <laughs> she halfway dressed with her little Wendy shirt on. So she make him turn around like he ain't never seen nothing before. You know, I don't blame her. She's still hurt. He come in quoting Bible scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 8 to be exact. Talking about Lucille. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy your boast. Lucille ain't trying to hear all that. <laughs> she like, I'm getting dressed, Chuck. Turn around. <laughs> but I, you know what? Charles is trying. What what Miss Betty Wright say? Don't blame Mr. Charlie. Mr. Charlie is just a man. He's doing the best he can. Charles is doing the best he can. So we get into the next scene. And Detective Jen and Detective Brian, they question K9. Now they bring up the murder of the coach dude that he uh murdered in front of everybody in this episode one of this season. And my nigga K9 like, fuck y'all. I ain't I ain't no goddamn snitch. So they're like, okay. So they bring in his bae. He like, bae, what you doing here? Now remember, this is the same chick who was the exotic woman that he was bragging about, who he loved so much and was just his down chick. Oh, she come in singing, all right. She come in singing, naming Lenny, Harry, Bobo, and Tom, and everybody he done killed and where they buried at, and he gets to going off. Now, K-9 did get the, he did get the singing. He like, I'm going to tell on old dog. I'm going to tell on PPO from over there. Then I'm going to tell on Bob who run the south side. Then we're going to head over here to Prince. I mean, he got to tell it on everybody. But when Brian asked about Demetrius and Terry, he just kind of gave a little grin and they get, they left us guessing. We didn't know what he was about to do, but we seen what, what he, he, you know, we seen he kept it solid. He didn't tell on them. We end up finding that out towards the end, but remember on how they ended their business endeavors, they left him with, you know, with his respect, you know, that he like, you know what? You you didn't you didn't evolve. You didn't came up. You didn't graduated. You're not the mentee anymore. So it seems like he took down the ones who <clears throat> did him wrong. And before we even get into the snitch game and talking, oh he snitched, he did see that, you will be surprised. Some of your favorite kingpins then told a thing or two. Trust and believe y'all know I I get off into all of that type of stuff heavy. And I'm not even talking about just kingpins, like black kingpins from the 80s and all that. You'll be surprised if cartel members and the mob, they all sing. You'll be surprised. So we see. Charles calls for a family dinner. And, you know, the boys, they're like, you know, Pops, we gonna be there. It's all good. That was just a very short scene. But then it cuts to this nigga Lamar. He's sitting there. He doing a line or two or three. 
He's sitting there listening to some music. He reminiscing about the dog Blackie, his daughter Zoe, Monique. And like I said before, if I was getting tired of watching Lamar on TV, I know for fact, for facts, his cousin Alvin was tired of living with the fool. This nigga getting abused. He getting his TVs crushed. He can't eat his hungry man dinners. He getting beat up. Getting damn right abused. But when Lamar pushed this, na- this man down on the floor like that, <laughs> Alvin looked like he couldn't breathe. <laughs> and that pushed him right into meet your hands. That's when that limit was just crossed. Because Lamar is out of control. So we get into the next scene. And we go to the family dinner at the Flinneries. Lucille puts on her best dress and struts downstairs. And Charles, Charles is still trying. He's still trying. You know, Mama Lucille, like, who gonna say grace? Now, now, let, let's talk about this grace scene. Remember season one, episode one, when they wanted Meach to say grace before they ate dinner and Charles wouldn't let him? No. Terry's gonna say grace. Well, all of a sudden now, Charles is trying. <laughs> he like, uh-uh. The prodigal son has returned. Let Michi say grace. <laughs> I was like, oh, Meach can Meach can bless the food now, huh? But anyway, Meach, you know, he blessed the food, did the bread to the galore, and um, Meach like he all happy to be home. He like, I don't remember the last time we all did this. Mama Lucille can't let it go, and I, I can't say I, bl- I don't blame her. She like, oh, you weren't here, Demetrius, but last time Mabel was here. Now, was you sleeping with that Jezebel then with the fish straw? <laughs> Charles couldn't take it no more. Charles got up and walked out that house. So it cuts like a little later, and we see Nicole, Lucille, and Meech talking, and she sees that Meech is really upset, and he tells her, you know that Monique is dead. She's like, who's going to get a little TT? And she kind of just gets up. She's like, this is too much. It's just too much. We see that the death with Monique is really eating up Meech. And I'm happy that they did it that way. Because when it first came on, I'm like, I know they ain't just about to write it to where like, he just don't give two fucks that Lamar didn't killed this baby mama. So I do like the fact that he it did show him hurting, you know. So we get into the next scene. And it goes down to Atlanta. And we got dude Fat Mike. He goes into Goldie's spot. He ain't paying the girls. And he's still mad about her bringing Meech and T to his spot, hustling him. So, you know, they get to getting into it. And Monique, um, not Monique. Well, she is Monique. But Goldie, she like, if you don't get your Winnie the Pooh ass out my spot. I'm like, what thing Goldie do? She put them little one-liners in there and delivers them only how Monique delivers her scenes and just does it. Like, um, the way how it ended, I'm hoping that we get Goldie again in season three. But her little one-liners, you can just, you, she's already a magnificent actress. Like, I love her as an actress. She is so talented. But, you know, you can just see the comedian coming out of her too because she just gives those one-liners so flawlessly. It just leaves you laughing. But she wants trying to hear what dude was talking about she wasn't trying to hear it so um in the next scene meach and t they link up and the first question meach asked t is like 
man, she got you squatting when you piss yet. <laughs> and uh, all I can say is, yeah, she do. She do. He he sit down when he pissed the meech. Yeah, um, but anyway, they talk about moving the, spa, the, the stash spot. And we see uh, Meech has already hooked up a plan. And y'all remember a few episodes back when he, uh, he found out little Nikki was working at the hair salon and he befriended her boss. So now we see how that's going to come into play. And he's going to be washing the money through the hair salon now where Nicole works at. So we go into the next scene. And this whole storyline right here broke my heart. As a parent, it broke my heart. Um, we go to the school, look, Kevin, he's just trying to be a good kid. You know, he got his drawings with him. Very, very, very talented when it comes to his drawing his own comics. And here comes this little bitch kid, Marcus. He is just a, just a downright, just a bully. It's one thing to be the tough guy, but just a bully on innocent kids. And, and I did say Kevin needs to stand up for himself. And he did try. He really, really did try. He like, you know what? He he, he ripped up his magazines. He like, you ain't going to just keep doing this. And he tried to hit him. You know, he tried. But he got pushed down. And, and you know, he's just, he constantly gets bullied. And remember, this is the 80s. So people... And they didn't really take this type of stuff serious. We seen how the principal acted when Bryant did go up there to talk to her about this little dude bullying his child. So it cuts to the next scene and it goes to the hair wars. And you know what I'm saying? Let me just say me being a Michiganer, <laughs> Detroit hair shows was definitely that thing. You know, Detroit always had so much style and swag and you know what I'm saying even being from Flint you wanted to go to Detroit to the Detroit malls and get your clothes or get your hair done so yes they yes this is where it was at and let's just before we talk about this scene let's just get the good part out the way first Nicole was looking fly <laughs> and I did enjoy um the Flinnery's taken into um when Meech and B Mickey walked over and how they just showed him love and compassion about his mom passing away and telling him that he'll always be a part of their family but now we're gonna get to Terry let's talk about Terry 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 why did you bring your cougar to the family event I, I get I get you when Luanda's over I, I get it but it's levels to it, Terry. It's levels to bringing your new bitch around, okay? You know your family is attached to Lawanda. You know your guys are barely broke up. You know this is an older woman and you're still a fucking teenager. It's, it's levels to it, Terry. It's, it's levels to, to bringing her around. So, mind you, Mama Lucille, she has no patience for women who came around a side chick at this time. Look at what Mama Lucille is going through. She just caught her own husband with her Jezebel neighbor. So Mama Lucille don't have time for this right now, Terry. And he just come up smiling. Y'all, this is my new lady. The way Mama Lucille got up, she like, he already got a lady who's pregnant. And ain't you a little long tooth to be with my son? When I say I loved every minute of this, Marquisha standing there like, well, he's more mature than you think. 
Lil Seal got to come back for that. She like, well, I'm pretty, pretty sure you've had plenty. And up walks Wanda. They get into it. She storms off with Terry chasing like he on a goddamn leash. But before they can get out, the dude Saint, portrayed by DC Young Flash, shout out to DC. Um, he wrote, they roll up. He puts a warning. He gives them a warning. He tells Terry, stay away from Boom's bitch. He gives them a stern warning, clearly that they did not listen to. So we get into the next scene. And this is the Lamar versus Lamar hallucination, which was actually his cousin Alvin. He basically gives him the rock and he starts smoking. So we're going to go on to the next scene. And at the precinct, we find out K-9, he done sung on everybody. He done told on everybody. Except Meech and T. He had a respect for them. And, you know, they spared his life when they met with the Connect Cena. Because remember, Cena wanted them to take him out. And he was like, no, nah, you know, that's bad for business, you know. So K-9 didn't tell on the two. And like I said before, your favorite kingpins, you'll be surprised who didn't tell the thing or two. But as the uh, Brian and Jen are talking about K-9, Meech calls him to meet up at Belle Isle Park. Uh, and when he um makes it there, he has a surprise for him, Mr. Leander. Y'all remember Mr. Leander? He was the guy who remembered everything. He probably remembered what color socks he had on in kindergarten. He remembers every detail of everything. And, you know, remember Meech got rid of him, but he was the one who seen J-Mo getting, getting roughed up by uh, uh, Coach um, the Bryant dude, Detective Bryant. So, um... Brian is kind of shook, causes bluff at first, but, you know, they get to running everything down, and I ain't gonna lie, this was a good plan, because the crew surrounded Brian, Brian didn't really have too much to say, so this was a good plan right here that Meech put together, now, it cuts to the next scene, and Charles tries to work it out with Lucille, he like, you know, I found the new pastor for marriage counseling, but Lucille, she like, I didn't found somebody too, but it's a divorce attorney. They kind of talk. This is not the life she wanted. He never thought he could live without her. He know he made a mistake. But they just decide to call it quits. And they call it quits peacefully. And we knew it was coming. If you watched the docuseries, remember I recapped it as well. They did get a divorce. So that's I guess that's how they wrote it into the show, which I think they did a really good, good job with this, you know. Um, so it cuts to the next scene, and Brian, he goes home frantic trying to get that gun so he can take it back to Meech, but he can't find it. It's missing out of the safe. So Jen shows up and tells him about Kevin, and when they make it to the playground, this scene was just so heartbreaking. I, as, a, as a mother, you know, I just felt so bad for little Kevin. He was there. He's, like, crying. You know, he got the gun next to him. He got the dead little bully next to him. And and all Brian can do is just hug him. You know, he like, don't say nothing. And he's just so naive. He's like, it was an accident, Dad. I just want to go home, you know. And very, very heartbreaking. But Jen has to arrest him. 
So it shows the news hitting the paper of a cop, a ninth grade son, triple homicide. They find him with the gun. So, you know, everybody like, okay, this this works out for us. We see why Brian didn't bring the gun back. So Terry tries to talk to Meech about letting Lamar, you know, letting the shit with Lamar just go, like not getting any get back. And Terry was making no sense at all. He's talking about we businessmen, not killers. Listen, um, Terry wasn't making no damn sense. Terry ready to be a businessman when he want to be a businessman. But anyway, we get to the next scene. And Brian tells his captain everything about the gun, about suppressing evidence, which he had to do because he wanted to get his son out of there. Jen is pissed off. She goes to be Mickey to see if he will confess, but B. Mickey basically tells her to fuck off, as he should. But Sterling is outside watching because he don't trust B. Mickey, but this was actually a misunderstanding. Um, and y'all know I'm not a B. Mickey fan. Of course, it's dramatized because this is not the way the real B. Mickey was. Actually, the real B. Mickey made an appearance in the episode. The real B. Mickey, they still cool with Meech. But if y'all watch the docuseries, y'all know that. But you know, when you're doing a show, it has to be entertaining. It can't just be like, okay, we went to the mall, then we went here. And it can't, it has to be dramatized. So, you know, like even uh, Cash Dow's character, Monique, how she was strangled last episode, she didn't die like that. She died of a heroin overdose. You know, so it has to be dramatized up so, you know, it can be entertaining. So the real B. Mickey, he wasn't like this, but this was definitely a misunderstanding. So we see in the next scene, Meech and Lamar, they have a face to face for the big face off. Lamar basically begs him to kill him, but instead he turns him into a smoker we see Alvin put the plan in motion. And to be quite honest, I'm not sure how I felt about this scene. It was, I don't know. It just, I don't know. But the real Layton Simon is still alive. So maybe the writers felt this was the best route to take. You know, I don't know how I felt about this scene. He basically let him become a crackhead. So in the next scene, Meech decides to, you know, he didn't turn Lamar into an addict. <laughs> he don't feel him as a threat no more. They didn't got the 500 keys in. They didn't got everything settled. So he decides he want to go expand. He want to grow. He want to be the king of the A and tells Terry to stay there and be the king of the, of, the, of the D. So, you know, so we get the big going away block party. And we get everybody there, everybody partying. The whole block is outside of the Flannery house. And, you know, they barbecuing. Terry and Charles is bonding. And we see a beautiful moment with Charles and Meech, which was really beautiful to see because we seen how turmoil their, you know, relationship was as father and son. And, you know, they talk and, you know, they hug. And he he gives him with a, a brand new guitar, you know. So, you know, they all laughing, having a good time, and Charles' eyes go wondering, and Meech like, you know what? That's what got you in trouble. But when the woman turn around, he sees Lucille. Got a brand new attitude, looking like <laughs> looking like a little it girl. I'm like, oh, Mama Lucille, she got her little bodysuit, got the little new haircut thing going. So she turn around, she just smiles, and she like, which one of y'all going to dance with me? And Charles just looking. Damn, I fucked up. 
But um, B. Mickey, he rose up and he like, I, ain't, I guess I ain't get invite. <sighs> Meech cuts him off. Now, actually, this was a real big misunderstanding. B. Mickey did not do anything, but Meech just said he couldn't trust him. Couldn't trust him. So the whole going away party was a success, except for B. Mickey getting cut off and it cuts to the next scene, which is very heartbreaking. You know, Brian goes to sit with his son in the cell and he brings the comic books and he's like, you know, I was looking at your comic books, son. You know, this main character, is this supposed to be me? He's like, yeah, dad. Yeah, it's you. You know, and child. That scene broke my damn heart. It broke my heart, like, when I watched, um, because I get emotional, especially you talk about young black boys just getting arrested. And, and, you know, you hear the thing saying they used to say back in the day, boys would be boys, but they never let our young black men be boys. Um, And I get Kevin did commit a murder, but this just goes so much deeper. It goes so much deeper. But I don't know why I got the same feeling I got when I started crying when I was watching the Central Park Five. And when the the other Kevin was begging his sister just to, oh, God, it just took me there. It took me there. It's just something about seeing a young black teenager, just a kid being arrested like that. I, I don't know. It just, it goes deeper than that. We have to get into that because um, I'm getting way off the show, but that was an emotional scene for me. And no matter if you can't stand Detective Ryan or not, him being a, a black single father, really trying to raise his son, he might didn't do everything perfect, but parenting does not come with <laughs> with the manuscript. We, it, it doesn't. You try the best you can. And with a job like that, rather if you like him or not, that's a stressful job. Sometimes you get home, just like, all right, son, just gonna let down you know but i i felt bad i felt bad and even if you don't like the character i felt bad for detective bryant you know and his son being in this predicament so we'll see how it plays out in season three um so meach hits the highway he goes down to atlanta down to the atl to girls 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 club and checks in with goldie and why they talking they talking about the future in bus in Winnie the Pooh Mike and when he busts in I thought about St. Louis from the Players Club when he busts in the club like everybody get the fuck out <laughs> I don't know why it put me in the mind of that scene but Goldie and Meech they bust back like the duo team Meech hit him Goldie takes his ass out then we learn he connected to the mob so she gotta leave town but she got to go check on sissy. You know, she take care of her sister. She love her sister. And, you know, her sister is like, I'm tired, sis. Just cut off the machines and go. This was in a very emotional moment. We seen Mitch was there for Goldie. So she like, I got to go. Her sister passes. And she like, Mitch, I'm going to give you direct, direct instructions, Detroit. You need to go to Magic City. Holler at Rodney Green. Tell him I sent you. He going to take care of you. So I'm hoping that they bring her back in season three. We need her. I, I would love to see, you know, her and Meech grow, you know, and evolve and be running Atlanta, you know. So hopefully she comes back for season three. But he just, he does just that. He checks in with the girl who, who crowned him Big Meech after he pulled that big thing out on her. But uh, he runs into her. I think her name was Dahlia. But while he's talking to her and then about to meet Rodney Green, we see Remy and his boy watching. So we know they're going to be rivals in season three. They're probably going to try to run him out of Atlanta, which we know is not happening. But then it cuts back to Detroit. 
we got Markeisha and Terry. They rolling through the city. They all smiles, talking about buying houses. It shows um, the city. And, you know, he's supposed to be like the king of Detroit. And, you know, Terry was always the laid back one. He was always the family man. Um, we see Lamar. He's wandering around looking, you know, fiend out. And as they're stopping, Saint and his crew roll up and they pull up blasting. Now, that was some close shots. I don't know how they're going to play this out in season three because we know Terry not going nowhere. And um, Marquisha's character, I'm not for sure how they're going to do that. We know Lala, who portrays her, she's a very busy woman. So I don't know if she just has to go and can't be a part of season three. But the real lady who this story is loosely based off of is Tanessa Welsh. And her and Terry were together for a very long time. She is still alive. So I'm not for sure how they're going to play that. But if you listen to her story, she did go through a lot of dramatic things uh, that had to do with her ex. And she was in the hospital. She was beaten. So she was, she did go through a lot off the character who she's based off of. So I don't know if they're going to kill her off or she'll just be injured, but we'll see. They left us with, um, you know, multiple cliffhangers. So I can't see on how it plays out. I'm not sure if they're going to do season three more in Atlanta and then, you know, a little bit in Detroit. We'll see, but they are already filming season three. They've already been picked up and they, um, they brought on, Neo, Neo is going to be a part of season three and also two chains. So we have a lot to look forward to. Um, for the most part, I thought this was a very, very solid season, very entertaining. It was a few parts. I was just like, uh, uh okay, y'all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially with Lamar, you know, it was just, some of the stuff was just so over the top, I think. But I did love the whole Charles, Lucille and Mabel entanglement. Um, I love the Goldie's character. I just loved it all. I really did. Um, I loved it. Actually seeing Detective Brian and Detective Jen become a team, um, that was good to see. So, like, they have so much they can do with this show. So I can't wait for season three. But I thank you for your support. I thank you for tuning in each week to check out my recaps. You know, the same time next year, we're going to be doing the same damn thing. And hopefully for season three, I get to go to the BMF premiere like I did for season one. Because my feelings were so hurt that I couldn't get to go to season two. But hopefully I'll be able to get to go to the BMF premiere next year. But I really enjoyed it. Shout out to the whole cast and crew. They did a magnificent job. Uh, it was really great writing. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I do have a sleeper for you guys. And then I'll let you go. All right. So here is my sleeper in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father, Joey. And I'm going to keep it in my own hometown. And he came from Michigan and went to Atlanta and did his thing. Here is my sleeper. I hope you guys enjoy. MC Bree. Uh, I'm gonna be wild, coming up on the 
thing you're drinking mad fruit. Take your names and after that I'm kicking ass to breathe. Time to blow. And I get a rhyme to go. Hey, yeah, fuck it. I'll sit back for the design. It's slow. Uh, they used to see a young nigga come up another punk. Run up and laugh. Get his gun up. Cause uh, I ain't taking no shorts. Like a nigga with foot exploding the floor. Be Jordan exploding on the court. And I don't wanna be. I don't wanna be nothing like Mike. Cause even my group like it's an itty bitty wet chive. And when you in the spotlight, you get a jock, right? But you're not snapping tight, huh? Fucking anybody who fuck with mine. When will they realize I'm straight out to get mine? You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. 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 I keep my mind on my money. Money on my mind. Finger on the trigger, nigga. Hand on my nine. Smoking blunts of skunk. Making hoes of punks. And on me underground. Pumping out of my trunk. Little life of a hustler, high till I die. Meeting bitches, getting bitches. Miss me with life. Picture me living out my life as a buster. I'd rather pop up a shot for my Glock and blast motherfuckers. I live a thug life, baby. I'm hopeless. Choking on window, trying to keep my focus. Don't let that bullshit worry me. Fuck the fame. I'm due to the game till they bury me. God gave me game, so I'm hustling. Pour out some liquor for my niggas. Tupac is still struggling. My nigga breathe new to time. Whether it's rhyme or crime. That was MC Bree featuring the GOAT Tupac Shakur. Gotta get mine. All right, y'all. Thank you again for tuning in for these beautiful 10 weeks as we recapped BMF season two. I can't wait for season three. But now we are about to get into Power Book Two Go season three. And we'll see. We'll see who won the war between Love Meach and Michael Rainey Jr. Who got the best show? We don't know. We about to see, you know, what Power Book Two does it. But y'all know I'm from Michigan. So, you know what I'm saying? I gotta kind of got to side with, with BMF. Got <laughs> to slide on over here. But we'll see. Y'all know my all-time favorite is Raising Canaan out of the Power Universe. But um, I'll be back on tonight with Power Book 2. If not tonight, tomorrow, I promise. Just let me, uh, I, I watched it. 
but I I, I need to rewatch it, and I, I kind of want to kind of glance over the last season finale of season two. So we're gonna get all into that um later, and just remember to protect your energy, protect your energy, get rid of anybody who is an enemy to your energy, and remember that the sky is the limit. Keep evolving, keep leveling up. You know, life is is precious, it's short, so live it to the fullest. On that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.